Welcome to this week's episode of The Last Refuge. I'm your friendly neighborhood dungeon master, DM Jazzy Hands, and with me I have... Bizdira, Kit, Bria, and Flick. Alrighty, last week the party journeyed through the air across the ocean toward the southern island. Prepositions. For the most part, the trip was pleasant and the weather cooperative. Until Bria rolled for weather. Mm -hmm. And then, of course, there was a storm. And, of course, the storm happened to be on the same day as a full moon. And, of course, of course, the full moon happened to be on the same day that someone decided to come harass the party on the ship. Y'all, I promise I did not intend for all of this to happen on the same day, but the dice have spoken. So, who is this mysterious figure the adventurers have dubbed the Sky Hag? What does she want? (laughs) And I'll ask again, since no one did last time, who's going to be the first to fall off this ship? Let's find out. Hey, y'all. Hello. (laughs) Hello. Um... Air hag, not sky hag, air hag. I am so sorry. Let me go back and fix that in my notes. Oh, wait, it doesn't matter. <laughs> it does too matter. You went through all of that actual clicking on your computer and actual switching the screen for that joke? Uh-huh. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I could see the screen change color on your Are, face. Mm-hmm. Are you yep. surprised by his dedication to the Commitment. joke? Commitment. Hello. Yeah. Y'all, this podcast doesn't even exist. It has been a joke of mine for three years. No one's ever heard this. <laughs> oh my God. Did you make that joke a little while back? Okay, oh did you? We did. I feel like we did a couple day, a couple mm-hmm. episodes ago. I was like, oh, this whole thing is, is, has, just hasn't been real. <laughs> you're writing their reviews to like keep us going you're like hey yeah, guys we really just... need some patron content Taryn can you, you update the website for us for please there's a there's a con for us to attend uh, <laughs> but it I has to be virtual so much because money hiring. Cor- coronavirus <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> what are you going to do after the election when coronavirus disappears oh I don't know I mean the, the conspiracy runs deep y'all Yes, what does it all obviously, mean? Because obviously coronavirus is a government conspiracy <laughs> and will just disappear. <laughs> it's not a government conspiracy. It's my conspiracy. Yeah. So we could have this podcast. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> Who even are you? Have I known you this whole time? Who are you? We've never He's the met character DM never... <laughs> Jazzy Hands. <laughs> <laughs> well, this has really gone off the rails. Um, this is the second time that we have made a comment about trains and... I was pretty sure that we were on an airship. So, like, the next time we fly this, is it a train? I would feel more comfortable. Okay, well, um, I'm going to go. So, uh, it was I'm nice. I'm absolutely lost. I got it. It wasn't. It was. It's fine. Oh, my joke wasn't funny? <laughs> I just had a mental image of, like, three of us on the train and the fourth person in the front, like, laying the tracks down, like, desperately. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, excellent. I love that. You know what else I love? When Rolling you all initiative. rolled initiative. Yeah, yeah. Combat. Yay. Yeah, there it is. What is Gosh, combat? Gosh, it's been a minute, hasn't it? Do we remember how this works? No. So every turn is, every round is six seconds, and on your turn, you get a move and an action and a bonus action. Keep going. More rules. <laughs> More rules. Uh, Kit, what'd you get for your initiative? Eight. Eight. <laughs> Alrighty. Bria. Six. Flick, if you don't have a four, I'm going to be real sad. Uh, plus one. So a five. Oh, my God. Oh, I'll take that. I'll take that. I'll take that. 
And it's got to be a two. 13. Thank you very much. Yeah. She's ready to fight. Hey, but you she know what? This ready. might give us a little bit of time to, like, maybe see if she's going to actually hurt us or not. That's we'll find out point. her name. And yeah, did Sniv roll? Uh, oh, Sniv can roll if you would like. I don't know what you think Sniv's going to do. I gave say, him is he gonna a fight? sword. <laughs> Sniv. Well, Sniv got a 15, so. What do you think he was doing in prison this whole time? He was working out. He was He's now a, a swole-bald. A swole-bald. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, my God. All right, so we've got a 15. So uh, this woman uh, in, in like, a, a white and yellow tabard that is just barely... What's a uh, tabard? Sort of, it's those things that, like, knights and paladins wear that basically is just, like, a piece of cloth that goes over your head and hangs on the front and the back. Usually, okay. well... We think of them, like, with a cross on them or something, mm-hmm. but, you know, with something on it. So she's wearing one of those, uh, and underneath it is this beautiful yellow and silver plate armor, and she's riding this cyclone whirlwind that has risen up uh, into the air and is holding her aloft, and she's reached her hand out to you all and says, I told you that she had been waiting, that she had been anticipating this moment. Did she say, I have, or we? Because I... I heard oh, we. we. Okay. She said. She said we. Okay. Yeah. She. You're right. She said we. Um, and uh, she continues on to say, "Just come with us. It will be easier." And she gestures to the sides. Uh, and as she does, several of these figures, these shapes made of swirling air and a bit of cloud moisture and rain and the occasional crackle of lightning. Uh, These three figures rise up on either side. Well, two on one side and one on the other side of her rise up uh, and just sort of hover there with her. Uh, these These are air elementals that have joined her at your ship. Uh, and the air elementals are are at her side, not not moving towards you all yet. Uh, but they look. You can even from where you're standing, midway across the ship, you can feel how powerful the winds contained in these creatures are. Sniv's up, and he's going to uh, continue to steer the ship. Um, and. Uh, is that's I, he's gonna follow y'all's lead, so he's not gonna do much this round. Can he be like Captain Smith and make it go faster? Interesting, possibly. So he's gonna do. You know what? He will work on like speeding the ship up or doing evasive maneuvers mm-hmm. if and when they become necessary. So that's actually will hold his action then, uh, and if that becomes necessary, he can hop in to the order and do that. How's that sound? Perfect. I love that. Bizdira, you are up. So, I have a mechanical question. Yes, I know it's been a while since we... It's, it's been a while since we fought. But I was looking at my Radiant Sunbolt and it says that I can use a key point to attack twice as a bonus action. So would that mean that I can actually do it three times? And have I done this before? I feel like I might have done this before. When you take the attack action and use a special... You can spend one key point to make the special attack twice as a bonus action. When you gain the extra attack victory, this can be used for any of the attacks you make as part of the... You could do it up to four times. I could do it up to four times with one key point? Yes. Cool. Would so you can do, yes. Points? So here, so your options are... No, no, your options sh- are you can do it twice as your action mm-hmm. and then punch as your bonus action. Right. Or you can use it twice as your action and spend a key point and do two more sunbolts with your bonus action. 
Or you can spend a key point and punch twice as normal, right? All of the right, other right, options yeah, are yeah. still available to you. Cool. Uh, is she within 30 feet? Uh, she could be if you leave your post and head towards the back of the ship, sort of closer to Sniv. I mean, I feel like that's the thing to do. Remember that time that, like, at least one of you thought that maybe you were going to ask her name? That's cute. Yeah, I mean, the fact that she was like, come with us, it'll be easier. It's just like, no. What if, what if she's the welcoming party from the Southern Island? She's like, guys, I know this is a really bad storm right now. So if you can just come with me, I'll get you out of the storm. I'll get you down to the island safely. Um, we've got the keys all prepared for you. Again, we've got the brother all locked up. He's ready to go. So I also I also almost just got hit by lightning so something that's crackling lightning like pointed towards us makes me jumpy whatever you need to tell yourself to sleep at night (laughs) whatever draws the tears darling Oh, please. If she's sleeping at night after the mage ascended, oh this ain't God. nothing. Oh, no. <laughs> she's sleeping peacefully She didn't have nightmares point. for a while. Yes. That's true. That's true. All right. Um. So, yeah, that's what she's going to do. She's going to go to the back. She's going to use a key point, and she's going okay. to attack four times. All right. Okay. I have a 15. Miss. I have a nine. <laughs> Weirdly, that hits. No, miss. I have a 17 and an 18. Miss. 18 hits. Just the one? Just the one. Oh, that's so... She got plate armor on, y'all. I said that straight up. <laughs> I'm going to steal that armor. Fine. She takes five <laughs> points of damage. All right. Five points of radiant damage. I will be keeping track of her health with our beautiful imperial... I don't know why I'm showing y'all. You know what it looks like. With our beautiful <laughs> imperial forge life counter. Okay. Uh, next up is uh, is her turn. And she sort of grimaces uh, and shakes her head and says, foolish. And she is going to reach out her finger. And how far away? Oh, delightful. Uh, she is going to reach out her finger, and I think Bizdira and Flick both need... To, no, I'm sorry. Bizdira and Bria. Uh, Flick and Kit are the ones off the ship. So Bizdira, Bizdira and Bria, make me dexterity saving throws, please. Shit. Uh, Bizdira, what'd you get? I got a 13. Alright, and uh, uh, Bria? 17. Bria, you succeed. Are you a high enough level rogue to not take any damage on a dex? Do you have evasion yet? Yes, I oh. do. Yes, Don't I, I do. have evasion? I have okay, evasion. Okay, so you take, I think you might as well, so you'll only take half, Bizdira. Uh, yeah. As a bolt of lightning leaps out of her finger, outstretched finger, hits Bizdira in the chest, and then jumps over to where Bria is. Mm. Oh, actually, and who was on Bria's side? That was Kit, right? Yeah. All right, so Kit, you actually need to make uh, a dexterity save as well. Oh, dear lordy. <laughs> well, I'm going to collect up d8s. A vulture is not very dexterous, apparently. So, um, that's a 12. I sort of imagine it's sort of a 12. All right, that is unfortunately a fail. Uh But fortunately, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, one more. Nope, that's a d10. 10. Here we go. Alrighty-roo. Let's roll this beautiful dice footage. One, 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 one. Not a single one, but also only one eight, so it could be worse. 46 is full, 23 is half. Okay, I need to do some math. Uh, so, Bizdira, you take you take half. Uh, Bria, you take none. And uh, Kit, oh, we got the full spread. So you said 46 is full? Indeed. Okay, so Kit is falling through the air. She has turned back into herself. Uh, 
and How is very yeah, exciting. falling through the air. So there you go. The first person to fall off the side of the ship. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if this But you're counts. doing it slowly. It's somehow... Well, she's not yet. So that's the question. So you have a couple of options, right? You're high enough up in the air uh, that, like, you're not going to splat on the surface of the water in one round. So you can use your reaction now and activate the Featherfall token if you like. Or, frankly, you can fall for a little while, which is horrifying, but you could, on your next turn, either activate your wings or wild shape into something flying again and just have to fly back up to the ship. It's entirely up to you. I will say that... uh, Books would have mentioned, I don't think I said this in the episode, but books would have mentioned that those Featherfall tokens that she gave you are single use. Like forever single use or just per day? Uh, oh, per day. Okay. Sorry, yes. Once per day use, I should have said. Okay, I'm I'm going to... Gonna wait. Gonna wait. Okay, all right. <laughs> so you all see Kit revert to Kit form and just like... I start flailing and begin to plummet. Next Terrifying. up is... Oh, well, next up is Kit. It is your turn now, so you don't even have to go that far. Oh, beautiful. Um, all right. Uh, this is super annoying. Kit is not happy about this, but, um, yeah. Okay, sure. Um, yeah, I'm just gonna go ahead and wild use my bonus action to wild shape back into a giant vulture, and I'm gonna fly back up to this rude-ass lady. Uh, I'm gonna attack her. Uh, yeah, I mean, that that sort of tracks. What's the vulture's fly speed? 60 feet. Is that enough? Oh, yeah, you can reach her. Oh, yeah. That is enough to bring yourself back up even with the ship and still get over to where she is, definitely. Okay. Uh, giant vulture has multi-attack, so first attack with the beak. Probably, definitely, certainly not going to hit with a 13. <laughs> no, that's I not going to do gonna it. I am not going to hit with the second one either. So now I've just, uh, yeah, yeah, it's going to be fun. But you're there. You're not falling. You are harrowing her with your beak and your claws, and you can feel. Oh, I was just going to say, I am I'm flying on top. Like, my body is not on the side of the ship where I would fall back into the ocean. <laughs> <laughs> Great. Got it. Got it, got it, got it. <laughs> Um, yeah, uh, and just herring her, you can feel the strength of the winds and the slightly the slight tang of ozone in the air near these elementals and the uh, the whirlwind that she is that she is supporting herself on. Next up is Berea. Um, I am actually a little bit excited about this because I haven't really been able to use my new magic short bow, so I'm gonna pull that out. All right, and. I am obviously going to be aiming for an area that is not the plate armor. Okay. Not really how armor works, but okay. (laughs) Her head is a 24 to hit. Uh, Well, you know what? You get it. You, I mean, not in her head, but, you know, like, you get an exposed area. Maybe her neck a little bit graze. I forget how... Oh, Kit's right there. Doesn't matter. I forgot how sneak worked. So, you know, I'm an awesome rogue. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, to be fair, it has been an entire season since we last had combat, so... Oh my god, that's true. <laughs> Seriously. I have been waiting so long for <laughs> I know, I'm so sorry. <laughs> for 22 damage. Damn, girl. Nope. 27 damage. Ooh, so another even five. Better. Okay. She is, you, you do catch her like right in the neck and she's pissed and she you know, slaps her hand up to stop the bleeding and she is mad. I'm going to use my bonus action to hide. <laughs> okay. She is looking right at you 
because uh, you just shot her. But there's a mast. So where are you? That's what that was my question: is where are you hiding? The mast, or behind one of the lifeboats, or wherever I can, whatever I'm. Close I mean, to. I. There I are lifeboats. So, oh, there are totally lifeboats. My issue is more like. You can definitely get cover from those things, but being hidden suggests that she doesn't know that you're there. I'm a really sneaky rogue. (laughs) (laughs) Roll a dexterity still check with disadvantage. Okay. Don't I get... Shouldn't it be normal because it's so windy? (laughs) Hold on. You have like plus 17 or something. No, it's an 11. It's a plus 11. It's a 15. Okay, great. So you go, and are you behind a lifeboat? Are you behind the mast? Where are you? I like the lifeboat idea. Okay, great. At the very least, behind the lifeboat, if you're really ducking down, we'll say you've got three quarters cover, so you've got plus five to your AC. Whether or not she knows you're there, we shall we shall find out later. Okay. Flick. Bria has just fired an arrow and then gone and run behind the lifeboat and ducked down. What are you doing? I am going to look this um, golden uh, enemy in the eye and just uh, and use my hunter sense and know everything about her. Oh, all right. And what, uh, so when you say everything, what do you mean? <sighs> everything. Um, no, it is any damage immunities, resistances, and vulnerabilities. Uh, resistances to lightning, thunder, and non-magical attacks, non-magical physical attacks. Okay. Uh, no vulnerabilities, no immunities. Wonderful. Uh, so that's my action, and um, I'll kind of yell that out as a free action. <laughs> She's like, God damn it. She's like, oh, man. <laughs> um, and then uh, I'm going to cast, a, ooh, let's see, as a bonus action. Yeah, I'm going to do this. I'm going to cast Hunter's Mark on myself. Um, no, I don't do that on myself. I choose a creature. So her, I'm going to dub her as my Hunter's Mark. Okay, you have marked her. What does it look like when you mark her? I just pull out a marker and I go draw on her face. Um, <laughs> oh God! No, I draw a mustache on her on her lip. Yes. Uh, no. I'm so mad. Uh, I. What does this look like? Um, I want it to almost like I want to like kind of squint my eyes and almost like a laser beam of green energy goes and it like kind of uh, she a la like um, uh, guiding bolt. Uh, she kind of oh, sure. shimmers a little bit, so I get... She's shimmering, but only you can see the shimmer this time. Yes, that's exactly I right. I love it. So that's kind of cool. Like, if she were in a crowd, you'd be able to pick Bing. her out, because she is your, your prey. Yeah. I love that. All right, very cool. Uh, okay, um, do that I is get the bottom to the... roll for... Because um, I cast a spell. <gasps> yes! Oh, thank you. Moon magic. Cast that spell. I oh, shit, she needs to roll, too. To Wait, she needs to roll, <laughs> Ooh, too. She gets to roll. <gasps> yes! Oh, let her turn into a... Yes! Um, I was thinking the same thing! <laughs> certainly would uh, solve several problems all at once, wouldn't it? Yes, it would. Uh, all right, let's see. Oh, uh, okay. Uh, okay. <laughs> That's it. Yeah, uh, so uh, I think we've maybe gotten this one before. I can't remember. Uh, but you all, after she cast that lightning, that chain lightning spell, you all hear uh, faint threads of ethereal music uh, on the wind. Oh, right. Yeah. And everyone looks to Flick and is like, what are you doing right now? <laughs> <laughs> All right, and when Flick casts Hunter's Mark and uh, markifies her for himself, what did he get? A seven. A si- Oh, that's way up. You did roll percentile, right? Mm-hmm. Oh, I got a zero, zero, and a seven. Ooh, Double a seven, seven is one of our. A seven <gasps> is it one a new of, one. It's one of our patron <gasps> submitted ones. Yay! How? Ex- oh no! Oh no! Oh. Okay. Oh, hilarious. I'm so happy. All right, this one was submitted by our wonderful patron, Matthew Allen. Yes, I'm calling him Allen. <laughs> uh, so he and I worked together to oh, create God. this one. Uh, so, 
all gear modified by conscious effort vanishes for one minute. This includes weapons, armor, adventuring gear, etc. Clothing is replaced by a layer of natural material that provides no bonus to AC but does preserve modesty. Natural items contained within manufactured containers fall to the ground within five feet of you, and at the end of one minute, everything reappears in your possession. <laughs> I'm so Okay, confused. so nobody just, has wait, no, any armor? No. Just just flick. Oh, just, just flick. flick. Oh. Wait, for the, uh, read that again for the people. One more time. All gear, we said modified by conscious effort, meaning like, you know, if you have like... A, a staff that you pulled straight off a tree, like it would still be there, but a quarter staff that has been crafted into something counts as this. Okay. Uh, vanishes for one minute. This includes weapons, armor, adventuring gear, etc. You do get a modesty loincloth, though. <laughs> so, so, does that include my broom? Oh, and also my Fucking weapons? Christ. And also the bag of holding that has all of our shit in it? Now, now the. Oh. Oh. <laughs> Yeah, I, that's. I have a lot of questions over the ocean, mind you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly, exactly. That line cloth is going to be whipping through the air. <laughs> I don't. I don't think I've been this mad since the mace debacle. Oh my god! I was going to say your mace is definitely was. gone. I, okay, here's here's what I will say. I think that since. In the pre- in the previous episode, or maybe earlier this episode, time is a flat circle. Uh, we established <laughs> that permanent magic effect items are not affected by the moon's nonsense. I think yeah. it is a logical extension of that that also magic items are not affected by moon magic surges. Sure. So you're in a loincloth, sitting on your broom with Santa's <laughs> bag of holding, okay, and the shimmer scale around oh your God. bare chest, around your neck, Nat, up, like sitting this, on your bare chest. Draw this. It, it's, oh, it sits, it sits in my in my bag of holding. Please, yeah. someone, draw this. <laughs> yeah, but that, he's still he's good. still sitting on his broom too, right? Yes, he's still oh, sitting gosh. on that broom. Yes. <laughs> Don't get any splinters, honey. It'll not feel good. Oofta. Ouchie. Oofta. Okay, but hey, you you marked her. With your hunters, <laughs> yeah, and, and I got no fucking arrow to shoot at her now. <laughs> this is for a this is for a minute, a minute, a solid minute. This is for this is for one minute. Yes. Wow. So that's ten rounds of combat. Great. I'm that's really, correct. I'm really that's excited. Correct. That this um, is you. Here's what I will also say. Well, it's nine now. Uh, it's nine now. Uh, I will also say that, like, it makes sense to me that there are... Because, like, you're not the only one who uses a bow, right? So there are there are spare, uh, you know, arrows on the ship. And since Bria... I don't think... I, I it, Considering I have seen y'all's inventory lists, I don't think Bria got rid of her old short bow when she got her new short bow. So, like... There are things that you could go retrieve. Obviously, this would take several rounds, but probably not ten. Uh, but there are things that you could do, right, Can, on board yeah, the ship. There, uh, yeah, I have options. So I just would flavor of the moment. Would we assume that any of our like not like weapons that we are not using right now would be in the bag of holding? I generally assume that whatever weapons you're not using are somehow strapped to you because I just sort of constantly imagine you all festooned with steel <laughs> coming out <laughs> from every possible angle if I'm being honest. <laughs> hey 
Hey everybody, your friendly neighborhood dungeon master, DM Jazzy Hands, coming at you from a uh, new location, if you can't tell from the way things sound, with a few mid-show announcements. First of all, we stand with Black Lives Matter and our black siblings fighting for justice. That fight is not over just because we're tired. Second of all, if you're enjoying the episode so far, it would be sempiternal if you could pop on over to Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, Amazon Music, or wherever else you get our podcasts from and leave us a rating and a review. We'll always read five-star reviews on the air as soon as we're able, and the more of them we get, the more visible the show becomes, and the more people will get to listen. It doesn't have to take more than just a few seconds, and it really does help us out a ton. We also want to remind everyone that we have our Patreon page. Go to patreon.com slash dndlastrefuge to get access to all kinds of cool patron perks, like early access to certain episodes, character sheets for the PCs, and much more. In addition, by supporting our Patreon, you'll also be supporting multiple other content creators across the Patreon sphere via our Patreon at Forward program. More information on the program can be found on our Patreon page, but since this is the first episode of the month, we want to recognize the recipients of our Patreon at Forward. We are patronizing the following Patreons. Let's say patron again. Nat Rose, Taking Initiative, D20 Dames, I Need Diverse Games, Venture Maidens, Scott Buckley, The Broadswords, Tanya DePass, Meeple Like Us, MCDM Productions, and Rivals of Waterdeep. Now, I also want to take a minute to recognize some of our awesome patrons who make all of that possible and thank them so much for their support. Thank you to our Heralds of Denier, Shimmy Gangot, Tanya, and Sir Mox the Magnificent, to our honorary party member, Matthew Allen, and to our Shimmer-Skilled Tribe leaders, Eugenio, Eliyahu of Merck Grove, Lisa Diane Mercado Etheridge, and Misty. If you want to get shoutouts on the show and much, much more, hop on over to patreon.com slash dndlastrefuge and become a patron today. We are very excited to continue to remind you all about our partnership with Codename Entertainment and Idle Champions of the Forgotten Realms. Idle Champions is a completely free idle adventure game featuring your favorite characters from Forgotten Realms lore that's available on just about any game platform you could possibly imagine. You can check out more information about the game at codenameentertainment.com and next time you boot the game up, be sure to use our gold chest code that we put in our episode notes every week for a free gold chest. We want to thank BattleBards, Scott Buckley, and Kevin McLeod for the music that you hear on our show. You can find their collections at BattleBards.com, ScottBuckley.com.au, and in CompTech.FilmMusic.io, respectively. Of course, you can also check out the episode notes where we list track names, artist names, and have links to all of our songs. If you ever get adventures, character options, new monsters, or anything at all from the DMs Guild or from any of the drive through family of websites, be sure to use our affiliate links found on our website and in the episode notes when you shop there so that TLR gets a portion of your purchase. It's like Amazon Smile, but make it D&D. We also want to thank D&D Beyond for their support of our podcast and for being generally amazing in every way possible. If you aren't already a D&D Beyond fan and user, go check out their services at dndbeyond.com. You won't regret it. In case you haven't heard, The Last Refuge, of course, does have a merch store. You can go to bit.ly slash TLR merch store and check out the t-shirts, buttons, drink koozies, and sweatshirts that we've got available. And as we always say, if you get your items, be sure and take pictures and tag us so that we can see you in your awesome TLR sweatshirt, hoodie, and your notebook, and whatever else you buy. Whatever, I just want to see it because I think it's really cool. And finally this week, just another reminder about the new development and streaming project that I'm working on, Into the Motherlands. We had our Session Zero this past Sunday. You can, of course, catch the VOD either on Cypher of Tears Twitch channel or by going to YouTube. And 
Y'all, I gotta tell you, it went so well. I am so excited to start digging into this brand new sci-fi setting and game system starting this coming Sunday. So be sure to check out this awesome team of all black and POC developers, writers, and players every Sunday night for the next 11 weeks, starting at 7 p.m. Eastern, 4 p.m. Pacific at twitch.tv slash cypheroftear. Okay, that's all the announcements we've got for you at this point. Thanks so much for listening. Stay safe, stay healthy, wear a mask, and happy gaming, y'all. All right, that is the end of the first round. We go back wow. up to the top of round two. And uh, this cultist points at you all and gestures for the air elementals near her to go to work. Bizdira, one of the air elementals, charges directly at you and completely engulfs you in its swirling wind and lightning strikes. I need you to make me a strength saving throw, please. Strength saving throw. That is 19. Uh, All right. So you can feel this thing trying to lift you off of your feet and fling you uh, in the direction of this cultist woman. But again, you know, you you did this when the storm first arrived and you do it again. You lower your center of gravity. You plant your feet and you do not, in fact, get flung away. You do, however, though, as the lightning crackles around you and little, you know, bits of the cloud moisture freeze into small little hailstones in this creature. You are going to take a little bit of bludgeoning damage uh, just from being in the same space as this elemental. So you'll just take a total of five bludgeoning damage. I like how many dice sounds like you rolled and you're like, it's just going to be a little bit. It's just just, just a little bit. Oh, I'm sorry. Seven. Nope. Wait, I rolled ten. Plus two is twelve. So you take six. I'm sorry. Six bludgeoning damage. It's 3d8 plus two. It's fine. Yeah. You didn't just get hit with chain lightning. That is a fair point. Uh, So that is one of the elementals. One of the other elementals is going to go uh, over to Kit, who is, uh, you know, harrying this this cultist in giant vulture form uh, and, and is going to try and slam at you. Oh, well, does an 11 hit the vulture? Um, believe it or not, it does. <laughs> I, I do, in fact, believe it. <laughs> uh, okay, well, that's almost minimum damage, so that is eight bludgeoning damage as one of the elementals comes slamming into you uh, once. They do it again. How about a ten? Does a ten hit ten you? Ten ties. <laughs> All right, so wow. uh, just uh, <laughs> just so we know, these air elementals have to literally crit fail to miss Kit in vulture form. Uh, okay, this one's a little better. So this time, so it, it sort of whizzes by you and brushes you and does a bit of damage, and then it comes back around full force and slams into you for an additional 16 bludgeoning damage. Oh, look at that! It's human Azamar kit again. Still scratching and clawing. It's okay, this um this works out for me in the long run. You'll see. <laughs> I think it probably does uh, for reasons that you do know and reasons that you don't know. Uh, are you going to let you fall or are you going to use your reaction to activate the Featherfall? Oh, no, no, no. I was flying on top of the ship, or unless they were just flying. Oh, that's right, that's right. No, you said that. You did say that you had the ship underneath you in case it happened again. Correct. Okay, so you come tumbling down uh, to make me an acrobatics check, if you would. 
15. Okay, so you managed to land on your feet, uh, which is good because now the third elemental is going to come up to you and engulf you like it did Bizdira. So go ahead and make me a strength saving throw, but since you landed on your feet, you don't have disadvantage on it, which is good. This is deeply rude. <laughs> uh, a 14. That is enough to keep your feet and not get flung. Uh, so you'll just take half of this, which is going to be half of that. So you take nine, bludge- nine more bludgeoning damage uh, as bits of hail and lightning strike you inside this elemental. Okay. That is the three elementals turns. Uh, (laughs) Sniv is next. I guess, do you want Sniv to try some sort of evasive maneuver? If so, tell me what it is. Uh, No, I think uh, he can do whatever he wants. Uh, Yeah, that's fine. He's uh, he's just going to try and keep the ship steady with these two air elementals sort of on board now for all intents and purposes. He's also having a little bit of trouble trying to keep things things even for you all so that, you know, you aren't slipping and sliding all over the place. So he will work at that, and that means we're up to Bizdira. Steer's going to use another key point going after the, the lady. Great. Crap. All right. So two definitely don't hit. A uh, 19 Hits. and an 18. Both of those two hit. That's 12 radiant damage. 12 radiant damage altogether. Very good. All right. So two of these bolts fire out. From, two of them go wide because it's sort of hard to get a bead on her at first because you are still, in fact, standing in the middle of an air elemental. So two, the first yes. two go wide, uh, but then you manage to finally steady your arm. I kind of like, you hold your hand out and like hold it steady with your other hand uh, <laughs> and fire off two Iron Man blasts at, uh, at this I like cultist. That. I love that. I like uh, she is up next and she's just generally kind of pissed. She calls out and says, says, you shall be marked one way or another. And she is going to cast... Can I use a free action to point at Bria? (laughs) (laughs) Talk about Yes. Are you just being like, mark her? Uh, At the same time, Bria is also taking a free action going, could you actually explain to me what this whole marking thing is? Can we just, can we all stop for a sec? Can we just... Let's stop and have a conversation. <laughs> so terrible. I love it. All right. She is going to... Oh, this is what she'll do. Okay, this is cool. So she's going to... Uh, she begins to sort of spin her hands around uh, around themselves, and she will occasionally dip down and grab strands of wind from the wind... Uh, from, the, from the cyclone that's uh, keeping her aloft. She'll grab strands of it, and she weaves together this ball of tight, fast-spinning air, and she just gently sort of tosses it uh, so that it lands right in the center of the deck of the ship. Uh, And I need, when it appears, yes, I need strength saving throws from Kit, Bizdira, and Bria. Uh, Bria, where are you? That's a two. A two, uh, Bizdira. Ten. All right, and Kit. Five. Okay. Uh, So, uh, you all are buffeted by more wind and and collected hail and just frankly what feels like solid air and wow I am rolling like garbage you each take four Good. Uh, four bludgeoning damage uh, from this and you can see that this sphere of air compressed air in the center of the ship is whipping things around. Sniv is having a harder time keeping the boat steady at this point. Uh, And you can see lightning beginning to like form in the center of the sphere. And one of the lightning bolts lances out and uh, heads for Bizdira. Question. Answer. Is this a spell? It is a spell. So she's going to roll soon. 
Uh, yes. Uh, it yep. just has several effects all at once. Uh, so yeah. uh, I do not think a... What is her spell attack modifier? Wait, please, can you use your mage? She's not next to her. Oh, okay. I do not believe, however, that an 11 hits you, does she? No. All right, so this lightning crackles out fires out of this sphere and sails right by you, but you see the sphere charging up for another blast. I feel like Ms. Deary did one of her cartoon. Yes. <laughs> oh, it's been a while. Yes. It has All right, been a now while. she needs to roll on. Potted plant. Potted plant. Potted plant. Oh, okay. Okay. Uh, so she rolled a 51. Uh, and so uh, right sort of in front of her, uh, as the sphere fires its lightning at its, out at Bizdira, some of the uh, electric energy sort of zaps back towards her. And you see uh, a sort of shield looking shape made of lightning appear in the air in front of her. Uh, so her AC is temporarily increased. That sucks. That's, that sucks. God damn it. Kit, though, it's your turn. She's all done. Cool. The annoying thing is when there are too many potential things to do, and I don't know yes. what is going to be the most helpful. Yeah. I feel that. But I really, I just want to do the thing that I want to do, even if it's not the thing that is maybe the most helpful for the group. <laughs> so Follow your um, dreams, honey. That's so right. Kit is going to look at uh, this lady and kind of like fan herself and say, is it getting hot in here or is it just you? And I'm going to cast a fourth level heat metal on that yes, plate armor. Yes, yes you are. Okay. Yes. Yes. Does anything happen immediately or do we have to wait till her next turn? Any creature in physical contact takes damage when you cast the spell. Okay, great. All is right. it getting hot in here or is it just you as a great title? Uh, yeah, roll up that damage then. That's a fantastic plan. That was like real average rolling. Uh <laughs> <laughs> Not bad, but not, uh, like, truly right down the middle. Okay. Do I remember right. how to do math? Uh, that's 19 points of fire damage. Holy damn. That's pretty good. I mean, at fourth level, like, it could have been better, but... Well, sure. Um, <laughs> and then I would like to use my bonus action to disengage from the... Can I do that, or is that only a rogue thing? Why don't I remember how to play this game? Uh, that is only a, a rogue so thing. Uh, yeah, that's a rogue thing as a bonus action. I do, no however, combat. also uh, need you to roll percentile. Does she keep taking damage? Or is it just a one time? I can use my bonus action to... Great. Yep. Such a great spell. Uh, that's a 24. You... Y'all, this is another patron one. Oh my god, oh. I hope it's not the one my dad hey. Be careful. Sometimes it makes you naked. Um... Is your dad Eliyahu of oh, Markgrove? Because if it is. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> oh no. Thanks, okay, dad. I need you to roll a D I need you to roll a D6, Kit. I love that it was you that rolled it. <laughs> uh that's that's a four. A f oh. <laughs> oh I remember no. the broad strokes oh, of this. <laughs> So, Kit, you feel yourself energized, uh, and you have an additional third level spell slot at your disposal. Oh. Unfortunately, you have taken that magical capacity from the nearest caster, uh, which is Flick. I'm sorry. Flick. We are <laughs> making him naked inside I, and out. I, literally, I'm the... I'm so vulnerable. What the fuck? <laughs> Wait, how many spell slots do you have? Oh, I'm I'm totally sorry. I lied to you. It is not a third level spell slot. It's a first level slot that you take from Flick. Oh. That's worse. Okay. Is it? Just yeah, one? Yeah, I've already cast one. 
I mean, you can always upcast things since you have a third level. It's better this way, I uh, promise. I've lost my uh, focus for my bard spells, so I have no bard spells. Thanks. Oh. Thanks for that, though. Don't you dare. Mm-hmm. You rolled it. <laughs> All right, Kit, you feel yourself slightly more magically capable, flick slightly less. So I have one additional first level spell slot? Correct. Great. Oof, I have to get away from this lady. Oh, you cast heat metal. Yeah, so you can see uh, you can see Flick sort of also get, <laughs> almost nearly naked Flick. Uh, it's like nearly headless Nick, but different. <laughs> um, <laughs> so that's the title. <laughs> <laughs> nearly naked Flick, yeah. Uh, you see nearly naked Flick sort of also get a little warm. Uh, his red skin gets a little brighter red, uh, and the heat sort of travels from him to you as you absorb one of his first level spell slots. Mm-hmm. And then he goes back to shivering because he's naked. Right. <laughs> <laughs> At least you got a little something out of it. Uh, okay, are you moving away, Kit? Yeah, I want to. Um, although I don't know if it actually matters. No, I'm going to try to mo- use my full movement to get away from her. <laughs> okay. Uh, so you're not within five feet of her, just of the air elemental that's by you. So the air elemental will get oh, I, an attack of opportunity at 12 to hit you? Nope. Yeah, okay. So you move away and you manage to dodge through the lightning and the hailstones, which bring us to Bria. So no one is in five feet of her now. That is correct. Okay. Sorry. Um, but, but Kit, you weren't within five feet even before when you dropped out of the sky. Oh, yeah. Okay, so I am going to argue with you right now. About I can't wait. how I am going to try to stealthily move from my lifeboat to behind the mast to actually hide from her so I can try to get my sneak bonus. I'm actually not going to argue with you about that. That is, if you had tried to do get your sneak bonus from where you were, I would have said no. But doing this, I will take. Okay. Uh, it's a 16. I cannot roll today. Okay. I know whether or not she sees you, so, uh... Oh, I guess you need to know because you'd be rolling with advantage, wouldn't you? Yes. Yeah, go ahead and roll with advantage. <laughs> As Bria, like, oh, oh, should we have some? Should we have some music for how you get from behind there to behind the mast? <laughs> she might spot you. Oh, <laughs> ah, she's looked away again. <laughs> and you arrive at the mast. <laughs> Oh, us. Amazing. In combat, that I, I like it. I crit. Yes, Yay! you did. That's so many fucking dice. Holy shit. Yay! Okay. That's so, so exciting. I, I forget how to do that. I double everything? Everything. Yeah, so that's 12d6. <laughs> okay. I Right? Because your sneak is 5d6. Yep. And an additional plus 10 instead of plus 5. Uh, no, you don't double You don't double the flat bonus. Okay. No, that stays Just the, the same. Dice, yeah. 16 plus 15 plus... 31. Plus 8. 39. Uh, 40, and then plus 11. 51. 51. And plus 5. Holy shit. 56. Oh, 56. 56. Okay. She, uh, you, this one does just hit her, like, square in the forehead. Uh, and <laughs> just, like, big old gash in her scalp, which, of course, you know, bleeds profusely because scalp wounds, man. And there's, like, a flap of skin. Yeah. yeah I wasn't going to say it because that's vile, but since you did, absolutely. Yeah, oh and the wind is blowing it. <laughs> oh, yes. Oh, you can hear it slapping. <laughs> uh, <laughs> this is. This whole episode has been so triggering for me. I don't understand. This is not okay. <laughs> um, very nicely done, Bria. Thank you. Flick. Do I get inspiration up. for that? No. 
Flick is feeling very vulnerable right now. Uh, I have a lot of questions. One of them being, since my pan flute disappeared, is the concentration on my spell gone? No. Okay. Wait, isn't the pan flute a magic item? So then would it not then have... No, no, it's just an instrument. Okay, so that's cool. (laughs) I think that was a question. I think I'm still going to cast another spell, which is constant. Well, they don't seem to be attacking me. I just, well, I don't have any, ar- sure. I don't have any armor on. So I, right. You, you don't seem like too much of a threat. I mean, so. yeah. <laughs> up, up till now, not, not too much going on. Oh, plenty going on, but Ooh, got it going on. Um, I think, uh, I'm going to drop that. <laughs> I think so much I'm going to cast, no, I don't want to cast anything. I'm going to, I'm going to sail down on my broom, grab one of those extra bows and arrows that I maybe know where they are. I think they're, I think they're probably, I don't think they would be loose on the deck. I think they're probably in a cabin somewhere. Can I just lift one up? Uh, why would you have what? You said they were connected. Like oh, my but old, I know that can he ha- come take it off of my person? You can try, but you need to find her first. Make a perception check. <laughs> I'm good at perception <laughs> checks. I didn't roll very very well, so she didn't roll very well. So you'll probably be okay. Twenty three. Uh oh. Yes. Okay. Yes. You know exactly where she is. Uh, so you can go down to her. It'll take your. It'll take your action to get to her. Like take the thing, string the bow, get the arrows. Cool. Uh, but you can do all that on your turn so that you are armed again for next round. I was about to say, I don't think I have anything else that I can do for a bonus action. So I think I'm done. <laughs> okay. All right. We head to the top of round three. The two of you who are still in, uh, the one of you who is still inside an air elemental, which is Bizdira, you're just going to get pummeled by an air elemental. Oh, great. Uh, does a 26 hit you? No. Does a 24 hit you? No. How much damage? Uh, that is 10, 18, 28 total bludgeoning damage. Are you down? Jesus Fuck Christ. Uh, I'm close. Good to know. Good to know. That's okay. Very close. One, the other elemental that was ch- that was surrounding Kit is going to go over to Kit. Uh, and let's see if it gets its power back. It does. It does. Uh, so make me a strength saving throw. There is good news if you fail, but make me a strength saving throw. No, there's not good news because I have to roll for concentration. Oh, that's true. Um, it's a nine. A nine. Okay. So it's nine bludgeoning damage. Okay, I'm also getting close. <laughs> and you are tossed. You're just thrown. You don't get your feet set. You don't get yourself lowered. You just get thrown 20 feet towards the cultist, which fortunately, since you ran towards midships, is not actually far enough to throw you off of the ship. Uh, the air elementals were instructed to get you to her, but... You know, fortunately, that means that you're not getting tossed off the side. So you're back sort of where you were, a little bit close to where you were before, towards the, the, the stern of the ship. Uh, you don't hit anything, whatever, whatever. Uh, and that's where you are. We do need a concentration check for that heat metal. What do I need a roll DC again? 10. Just, okay. DC 10 constitution save, so you'll be fine. I have every <laughs> confidence. Uh, 11. Play it fast and All right, loose. the heat metal is still up. <laughs> I love it. There is a third air elemental out there that seeing Flick armed is going to go after Flick. Uh, So Flick, I need a strength saving throw, please. 
That's a 10. All right. So you were at the... Bria, you were hiding behind the mast, right? Yes. Okay, so just like with Kit, it won't be able to fling you far enough to get you off the ship this time. So it's 14 bludgeoning damage, uh, and you get tossed kind of near where Kit is towards the stern of the ship, much closer to the cultist. Okay. Uh, Sniv is... Actually, Sniv now, with that uh, with that storm sphere in the center of the ship, is going to have to start rolling to keep things, keep things steady for you all. So... Oh, well, a natural 19 is probably going to keep y'all steady all for right. the next six seconds. Great. So there you go, Bizdira, we're up to you. All right. Um, so she's going to send two firebolts or sunbolts at the cultist. Uh-huh. Uh huh. 14 nope. and a 22. The 22 hits. For another seven damage. Seven. And then she's going to use her key point to disengage. Yes, disengage uh, from, from that elemental. Absolutely. Elemental. And she's going to move. Uh, how far is the cultist from her right now? Uh, you were always sort of you. You never got moved. You never moved away from the stern of the ship. So probably fifteen feet. Uh, but you know, feet? ten okay. of those feet are off the back of the ship. Okay, so she's gonna move back quite a bit. Yeah, she's gonna step like basically all the way back she, as far as she can. Forty-five. All right. So Bizdira dodges through some hail and just sprints for midships, which brings us to her. She is. Uh, does she take damage at the beginning of the turn? Uh, no, she no, she doesn't take damage at the beginning of her turn, but she does have disadvantage on attack rolls and ability checks for until the start of my next turn. So she is grimacing and looking in horror down at her armor, and she looks mad. And she be, she takes a deep breath and takes her hands and slams them onto her sides, onto the armor, and you can see it hurts. It is burning her. It is not doing her any favors. Uh, But as she sort of lifts her hands away from the side of the armor, the armor begins to come away from her in pieces, uh, and she maintains her position in the air, but it's at this moment that you realize that it was not, in fact, the whirlwind below her that was keeping her aloft. Mm. She was, in fact, riding something, and these pieces of armor begin to reform around this whirlwind and you see a creature that looks something like the air elementals but much more uh, much more clearly defined in its shape and it is now outlined by this still hot so still not great for it uh, uh, plate armor and you see from the chest piece comes out this enormous flail that is crackling with lightning uh, so she's not wearing it anymore, but it is still in play as its own creature. Uh, this is this is an air elemental Myrmidon. And so that will take the damage since you have, in fact, heated the metal that is part of its body. But that takes her action. So that's what she's doing. Kit? Uh, what? <laughs> uh, oh, boy. Oh, okay. That, that was not what I expected. And kind of throws my plan in the garbage. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, let's do my bonus action first and uh, reheat the metal on this elemental. Yeah, absolutely. Go for it. That is 24 points of damage. And I don't know what to do. This is terrible. Um, I... <laughs> Fuck. Okay, I'm just going to cast uh, Ice Knife at her, and I will cast sure. it at 
Oh, hell. Let's go for third level. All right. She is looking pretty rough, too. Jesus Christ. Wait, I have inspiration. <laughs> I don't remember from where, but I have it. <laughs> Whatever, you've got it. Use it. Yeah, that was a three. So if you want, live your I'm, life. Don't let me tell you. Oh. I'm going to re-roll. I was going to say, her armor is probably a little lower. Her AC is probably a little lower not now that she's that not low. wearing plate armor, but not that low. <laughs> okay, that was much better. That is now going to be a 22 to hit. Yes, that'll hit. Very nice. It's been so long since I cast the spell. It used to be such a favorite. <laughs> I know. Okay. Oh, she needs to make a deck save as well, doesn't she? Um. As does the Myrmidon, because they're within five feet of each mm-hmm. other. She, oh, failed. Uh, she got like a 10, and the Myrmidon got an extra 20. Okay. So, let's see. I'll roll the piercing damage first. Yep. Seven points of piercing damage for her. 16 points of cold damage. And does the Myrmidon take any? If they succeed, they don't take any. Okay. So you throw... Oh, uh, percentile. If I rolled... I mean, I'm assuming it's just a 60, because I rolled the 60 on the percentile and then a zero on my d10. Yeah. Yes. Yes, that is just 60. Oh, okay. So this one is not a patron-submitted one. Uh, Oh, my God. We're just keeping you in the spells. You regain your lowest level expended spell slot, which is a what? I think it's that uh, third level spell that I just cast. Yeah. Nice. Oh, shit. Nice. Okay, so you get that back. So you watch as you throw this ice knife out at her, and usually it leaves you. You cast it, you create it, you throw it, and that's it. Uh, But you can feel there's still a tether attached to this ice knife. So this ice knife, ice knife blows, hits her right in the chest, explodes with cold energy, and you feel that tether yank back to you, taking some magical energy from her. Your third level spell slot is restored, and you, uh, once, you know, your, your vision sort of clears from that, you look over at her, and you see that she is frozen solid in the air, screaming, and she begins to plummet to the ocean. Oh, hell yeah! Yes! Uh, The air elementals that were under her command, the minor ones, uh, vanish entirely, and the Myrmidon uh, takes off down uh, to follow its master into the ocean. Oh, lordy. So... You all have made it through. The storm is still going, but now that uh, this cultist is not there to whip the winds into an even higher frenzy, Sniv is not uh, nearly as concerned about piloting the ship through it. Uh, and and so you continue, you know, the storm continues for the next few hours. But Sniv being in the expert pilot that he is, uh, and you all being the expert combatants that you are, managed to get through the storm just fine. The day ends. You all get some much-needed rest. Uh, the next morning, Sniv uh, not, comes I, down. I, I get my stuff back, right? <laughs> after yes, after a minute, you get your stuff back. Yes, it all appears. <laughs> very, uh, very mace it, is it all immediately still? plummets really into weird. the ocean because it appears where you were when you lost it. So it's all gone anyway. No. Um, <laughs> uh, yes, you get it back after a minute. So the next day, just before daybreak, Sniv comes down uh, and knocks on all of your your uh, cabin doors uh, and beckons for you to come up and just as the sun begins to rise over the horizon behind you all uh, you can see land in the distance 
There is, unless something went very, very wrong, there is the southern island in the distance. It's hard to see too far inland because uh, the the southern, or at least the well, whatever, the northeastern shore, whatever, the shore that you all are approaching, uh, there are some very, very tall trees uh, that screen too much of a view inland. You know, you all have dropped a little bit, uh, altitude a little bit for the storm. You're also approaching, so it's hard to see too far inland. Um, but the the light that is reflected, it's another like very cloudy, uh, but like white fluffy cloud day, and the light reflecting off of the the big fluffy clouds sort of lights up and sparkles the clear blue water at the shore, and really gives a, a good view of the vibrant green of the leaves on these trees. This place is clearly just full of life, uh, and 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 you all sort of can watch as Sniv brings it in for approach. You're a little ways out. Sniv says, you know, it'll take some uh, take some maneuvering, probably another hour before you're safely back on the water and able to get up there. But after about ten minutes, let me have all of you make perception checks. I will take passives on these, for the record. So, uh, Bizdira. Uh, that'll be twelve, then. Okay, Kit. Nineteen. <laughs> okay, <laughs> sensing a pattern, Bria. Eighteen. Okay, and Flick. Sixteen. Okay, uh, so... Everyone but Bizdira, uh, who is, I, I imagine, like maybe helping Sniv uh, to try and yeah. get, you know, for getting ready for descent, descent, checking the oars again, checking that everything is properly lashed. Making the sure rest everybody's seatbelts are clasped together. That's, that's right. Your tray tables are folded up into the chair in front of you. <laughs> turning, turning the bright lights on so that everyone wakes up. <laughs> right. Um, yeah. Collecting the The garbage. rest of you, though, while Bizdira and Sniv are, uh, are sort of dealing with that, the rest of you see a shadow in sort of the the great big cloud that's just ahead and above you. Uh, there's sort of a... It's it's odd because it looked like a shadow maybe passed in front, you know, between the sun and the cloud, but you look back and there's, there's nothing there. And Kit, you sort of see something come out of the cloud and then retreat. And as you all continue to get closer, you all three see this in different places on the cl- on the cloud, something poking out of the cloud in different places and then retreating back in, and eventually two tentacles, no. long green appendages of some sort, thrust out from the cloud and toward your ship, and you all hear a voice in your minds say, And that's where we're going to leave it for season six of The Last Refuge. Oh, God. Is it the beast? (sighs) That's what I'm thinking. Did they fucking actually release the beast? Fuckers. Thank you so much for listening to this week's season finale episode of The Last Refuge. Be sure to listen next week to find out what the fuck that thing is. Woo! You can reach out to the TLR team by leaving us a podcast review or by dropping us a line on Twitter and Instagram at at DNDLastRefuge. That's at D, the letter N, D, Last Refuge. If you've got more than 280 characters to say to us, you can, of course, also email us at DNDLastRefuge at gmail.com. 
If you want to know more about us as players, access our Patreon, see some awesome fan art, find out what cons we'll be attending, and get links to other streams and podcasts where you can see us playing even more D&D, you can go to our website, www.dndlastrefuge.com. As always, I want to thank Robert Hupf, my story consultant for this campaign, and of course, all of you for listening. I'm your friendly neighborhood dungeon master, DM Jazzy Hands, and with me, I have... Vizira, Kate, Bria, and Flick. Yikes. <laughs> Happy gaming, y'all. I have a very oh. cute story of Toad, actually, so... um. In the mornings, I usually wake up and he's on me. And when I start to stir, he gets up and like comes to lick my ears or he starts meowing in my face. And so the other morning, <laughs> cool, I was I was starting to wake up and he like kind of got up and, and went. And then I, I just like pretended to stay asleep. And so he like settled back down and went. Oh. And it was literally, it was the cutest thing. I was like, oh, baby. <laughs> that is so cute. cute. It was very cute. Aww. Aww.